0: Hey, how you doing? Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday, the 15th of November 2021 with me, Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 359, just adjusting the headphones there. Hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going and keeping warm 39 days until Christmas. It's 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, it's 10, 24 hours here in London. About an hour ago as I was prepping the show for today I heard that bird song that I mentioned last week. You know, very unusual to have or to hear bird song outside the front room window in the mornings, even with a tree outside. But it's happened again today and I, I thought what is going on here? And I looked outside the window and I saw a whole bunch of parakeets, green parakeets hanging on the tree branches. And it's unusual. I've been here for a few years, but it's happened the last two Mondays maybe these um parakeets uh, keep a routine as i do maybe this is their new routine a new monday thing and it prompted me to look into the parakeets because they're in the park when i'm running i mean they they're everywhere in that park but i as i say i've never heard them outside this building. So I just wanted to check a few things out about the parakeets. Well, first of all, I wanted to confirm they were parakeets. And I happened upon this uh, article from uh, The Independent a couple of years ago, which actually shoots down one or two urban myths about the parakeets. I'll just quickly read through it the origin myths around britain's burgeoning parakeet population have finally been busted in a new scientific study thousands of the lurid green birds live in the uk despite being native to places such as australia africa and latin america for years fanciful stories which i myself have heard about where they came from have abounded but now researchers claim to have debunked all of them at the main one the, the 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 popular one is the one that they've shot down. First of all, uh, the suggestion that the parakeets were escapees from a Humphrey Bogart film, The African Queen, which was shot in uh, in Ealing, rather, not Elstree, Ealing in 1951. That's the urban myth that I'd always thought, uh, well, wasn't an urban myth, I always thought that was true. Uh, There was also uh, a claim that the first birds were released by Jimi Hendrix, in, um, on Carnaby Street in the 60s. I'd never heard that one. Third suggestion was that the great storm of 87 damaged aviaries so badly that hundreds of the uh, hundreds of parakeets were able to get into the, the wild. But according to Hard Swallow there, according to this uh, article in The Independent, researchers from Queen Mary University in uh, UCL, or UCL now, I don't know what I'm talking about with universities. Researchers from Queen Mary University, University College, London and Goldsmiths have concluded that they believe this: uh, the, these parakeets grew uh, in terms of numbers. They grew from numerous individual releases of pet parakeets, both intentional and accidental and uh, spatial analysis carried out as part of this study showed that the birds did not spread from a single spot, such as Carnaby Street or the Wharton Hall Studios in Ealing. I don't like them outside the building. I mean, I'm not a, not a fan of birds, as you know, as long-time listeners know. I have a real fear of uh, birds, so uh, I do get uh, spooked out by things like that uh, today. it be interesting to see if they're back there next Monday. Strange. Strange for me anyway, probably of no interest to you. The listeners probably think in, uh, and, and when I say uh, listener, I'm not one of these hosts who think uh, I'll address each listener individually, make them feel special. No, it, it tends to, if it's plural, it's a it's a good week in terms of listeners uh, for this show. Uh, let me see, let me move on. Uh, you guys are probably uh, wondering when this show is going to start uh Properly this week, so let's get going. Let's see what else I've got for you today. Songs I don't listen to frequently, but remember I really like when I actually hear them. George Michael, Father Figure. I can't remember the album that's from, it's from early '88. I really like that song. I like that sort of gospel choir business going on that was quite popular in those days. You two had a bit of that going on as well with Rattle and Hum. Uh, I think they did a version of Angela Harlem for Rattle and Hum with a, with a gospel choir. So I, I really do like that song. I mean, I, I, was, I wouldn't say I was a George Michael fan, but I was just always of the opinion that he's voice was one of the greatest voices i've ever heard i i stand by that and when i did like his songs i thought they were great songs and then there were things which i thought were a bit not so good but the great stuff was indeed for me uh great songs which i still don't understand what they mean phil collins susudio what the hell does it mean and i was looking into that this morning and from what i've read phil collins doesn't know either he had just a apparently written he'd come up with some melody something for the song as he was writing it and he just literally made up this word susudio and he couldn't find anything that fitted better so he just decided to go with it it's it's a really strange word it's not a bad song but it's I find I find it infuriating that this word is it doesn't mean anything infuriating is a bit strong shall I edit that out just, just move on. Songs I'm undecided on. John Lennon. Imagine. Most times I think this song is sentimental rubbish. Other times segments of the song seem to get to me. Uh, obviously I'm not a, not a huge uh, Beatles guy. I don't know if that colours my uh, opinion. I think John Lennon, his solo stuff, Number Nine Dream, I think that's the title of the song. That uh, That's my favourite John Lennon song, but imagine, yeah, I'm a bit uh, uncertain about that. Sometimes I'm okay with it, sometimes I'm not. I've just taken off my glasses and screwed my eyes. I've been doing this a lot lately. It might be an affectation, I'm not sure. I've not been someone who until the last... Are you talking about your glasses again, Dave? Yes, I am only been wearing glasses to the extent that I am now really for the last year and I am wondering whether it is an affectation at my end that I'm screwing my eyes when I remove my glasses because this is what I've tended to see from spectacle wearers all my life. When they take their glasses off they can't see that well so they're squinting and I'm starting to do that but I I think I'm doing it as an affectation. I don't think I need to do it. Something I need to address. Books, this week, well over the last week I've started and finished Anne Perry's death with a double H, formulaic but still a a page-turner-fourth mystery involving the original character's son, Daniel Pitt. The books originally revolved around Thomas Pitt as he worked his way up through Scotland Yard and then special branches. Thames uh, Thames TV, they... Made a pilot of the Pit stories. Might have been in the early 90s. I know that they made an episode as well. The, the last episode might have been 98's The Carter Street Hangman with John Castle and Keeley Hawes. I, I haven't seen it. I am surprised it never expanded into a proper series because all the ingredients were there. Late uh, Victorian uh, period. Strong stories, regular cast of characters. I enjoy the books. They are formulaic, but I do enjoy them, and I'm not surprised that I got through this one so quickly. Let me give you the outline of the book. It is May 1911 when Daniel Pitt is summoned to a murder scene in the slums of London's East End. He fears the victim is his friend, Toby Kittredge, but relief is quickly followed by dismay when Daniel identifies the dead man as Jonah Drake, a distinguished senior barrister who has been killed with a double-edged sword. But what was Drake doing in mile end and does their head of chambers marcus ford C- croft really weird name this ford because it's actually spelt double f o r d what's even more confusing is that the f's are lower casing very unusual name and does their head of chambers i'll say it again marcus ford croft no more than he is willing to admit With the police holding out little hope of finding Drake's killer, Daniel and Kitteridge rise to the challenge. Within days, they have leads that take them from the underbelly of the East End to the very highest echelons of society. Then Daniel's father, Thomas Pitt, receives a warning from Special Branch to cease the investigation, but Daniel and his father will not be deterred despite the risks involved in the pursuit of justice. Page turner. Finished it last night. Throat's going, they're going to have to have a swig of water. I think might have to pause this. Let's see if I can uh, hold off from the swig of water. Just unscrewed the uh, top. There's actually sparkling water. Not sure that's what you're meant to drink when you're uh, doing a show. Um, I've forgotten what I was going to say now. Oh, Death with a Double H. Yeah, uh, not a great title. These, uh, did I say this last week? I, I think I probably did. Yeah, these books, they don't... Best sellers tend not to have great titles, and I don't like the cover, it's a photograph, I really uh, I do like illustrated covers. Last night I started Stray Souls by Kate Griffin, I've read another book of hers and I enjoyed it enough to borrow this from the library, but I'm about 40 pages in and it might not be my kind of book, that that's my early impressions and I'm not often wrong when it comes to books. The outline for it, London's soul has gone missing, lost, kidnapped, murdered, nobody knows. But when Sharon Lee unexpectedly discovers she's a shaman, she is immediately called upon to use her newfound powers of oneness with the city to rescue it from a slow but inevitable demise. The problem is, while everyone expects Sharon to have all the answers, from the Midnight Mayor to Sharon's magically challenged self-help group, she doesn't have a clue where to start but with London's soul missing and the gate open there are creatures loose that won't wait for her to catch up before they go hunting. Stray Souls is the first novel in the Magicals anonymous series set in the same fantastical London as the Matthew Swift novels. I can't see myself going for the second book in the series not one for the fantasy stuff if I'd been paying proper attention I probably wouldn't have got this book from the library I was just keen to get more of her stuff but uh, this is very different from the first book of hers that I've read which I can't remember the name of now I do need to liven up a bit today hopefully the run after the show once I get the show out we'll we'll do that I'm not enjoying my new Mondays having to record the show in the mornings rather than the the afternoons and having to do uh, the lunchtime run now rather than at the end of the day and it just means that I get quite impatient about getting out of the flat and get in into the cafe. I just want to be in the cafe this afternoon, writing. You know, everything else behind me for the day, and that's it. And of course, I've got Tuesdays, which are so difficult. And tomorrow morning isn't looking great for me. These are these are things where I'm. I'm. I'm thankful that I had a decent weekend, actually. Unusually uh, for me, I had a decent weekend, so uh, I'll just have to suffer tomorrow. Friday's run was disappointing because I set myself the goal of um, a personal best of hitting 21k which would be a half marathon distance and uh, in the end I did better than I thought but I hadn't paced myself properly. I, I think Mickey saw my times and he told myself that I've got to forget about time and focus on the distance. I think part of the preoccupation with time I suppose is because I do find it monotonous and on Friday, what I'd done is I I found my old phone just so I could use its recording facility, Um, the recording app, should I say, and I put it in my back pocket, charged it up, because uh, the previous week when I, you know, that that epic uh, 18K run when I lost the pen and then found the pen and I was making some creative notes, I found it actually very hard to decipher the notes. I still haven't deciphered all of them because I can't read the writing because I was writing whilst I was running I've kept a piece of paper in case I can ever manage to decipher the notes, but I thought it will be a bit more useful to to just record any voice notes as I'm running, should I be having any creative thoughts. I had a couple that I expected more. I expected more from the run in terms of everything. I thought it would feed into the creative side of things, and I thought I'd be you know, recording a few more voice notes, but I couldn't get into the zone mentally, and I th- from about the f- the first lap, I thought, well, that went well. But from the second lap early on, I was aware that I wasn't feeling too good. I just wasn't really up for it. And there were plenty of points at which I could have given up. In the end, I dragged it out to five laps. The thing is, I'd also done six lengths prior to that prior to the first uphill climb. So in the end, I ended up doing 16.5K. What I'm going to do on Friday is forget the warm-ups, those lengths. I'm just going to start the run proper. If I'd done that on Friday, I might have at least matched the previous week's 18K. There's no need to do the warm-up because each lap is effectively, uh, I think is about 3K or just over 3K, and that will get me, if I do seven of those, that will get me to 21. Whether I can do 21 on Friday, I don't know. Um, I could say I was overconfident but I'm not sure I was I I knew the size of the task facing me when I got out there you know I was going to be trying to do something at my age that I'd never done before I'd never done even considered doing during my peak years but I was disappointed maybe I'd overreached myself well I guess I have I don't think there's any maybe about it but it wasn't as slow as well as I thought it was in fact I was actually on target to make the same time as uh, last week but just the eyes again the eyes again Dave the eyes I I got the wrong time I looked at the watch in the park the light was fading and I thought it was coming up to sixteen thirty hours I didn't want to get stuck in the park again you know having to run and having to shine the light from my mobile to, to get that last lap out of the way and also I thought well mentally if I'm over two hours well over two hours as I thought I was going to be Doing uh, 21k, then I I don't think I'm going to feel too good about that. But no, I'd got the time wrong. I was actually on target to achieve roughly the same time as last week. It just didn't feel as good. I didn't feel as good. I didn't feel as fit. I wasn't uh, enjoying it. So I was disappointed. I think, see, it makes sense to pace myself. I understand that. And I think most of the times I do, but it becomes very difficult if I'm not able to tap into any of that creativity, if I'm not able to sort of drift off and benefit from the run by generating ideas for for the latest work in my head that I can, you know, log down in some way, whether it's recording it or writing it down on the run. If I've not got that going on, then I'm really struggling because it is monotonous and, you know, I'm not listening to anything, as I've told you many times. So it's just me running and running the same route three times a week knowing what each climb what each part of that park can do uh, to me uh, physically i was also being bothered by having the weight of the small phone the backup phone in the back pocket uh, little things like that it doesn't take much to actually put me off of, uh, put me off running so i'm not sure if that's uh a solution On Wednesday's run, I did two 6Ks during the week before the 16.5K on Friday. Wednesday, lunchtime, I saw a skirmish between a cyclist and a couple of uh, dog walkers. He shouted uh, from his bike, put that dog on a lead. And, you know, I'm not a great animal fan, as you know. But look, uh, the, one of the dog walkers uh, shouted back, it's a park. And I agree with the dog walkers, it's a park. What are you going to do? You're going to walk the dog but keep it on a lead while you're in the park? I mean, I've almost gone over a dog. I've had dogs go for me. They're off the lead, and well, you know, I'm not happy about it, but the parks are there for the... Ideally, you'd have a dog-specific park, okay, as you know my views on uh, dog muck, but we don't have them. The dogs, they should be off their lead. It's their exercise. And there was a man coming up behind the two dog walkers who were both female, and they obviously knew him because he stuck up for them as well and one of them thanked him and I think addressed him by his name and he said he shouted back at the cyclists it's a park the dogs should be off their lead also on Wednesday was it Wednesday yeah I think it was Wednesday yes I saw a runner arrive in the park they were talking to their dog the dog was off the lead are you ready he said to the dog So the dog was obviously going to run with him. If I was a dog, if I could talk, I might at that point say to the owner, you know, I just don't think I've got more than a 10K in me. Bear that in mind. I mean, how does that work? Not every dog is going to be fit. Not every dog is going to be fast. Not every dog is going to be able to keep up with its owner's pace. I went to um, Runner's Need in uh, Clapham Junction on Thursday afternoon to get my gate analyzed because I do need new running shoes and the guy there who kept gelling his hands I kid you not every couple of minutes he was gelling his hands I mean there's no chance of that guy getting something or well he feels fairly confident he he isn't going to get it if he keeps gelling he had a huge beard so his face mask which he was wearing seemed it it looked like a, a beard thong It it really looks ridiculous when these big beards have a a face mask on them. But he was explaining that he didn't feel personally there was much value in analysing my gait. That the best thing to do was be, you know, try and trainers on, and you know that didn't quite work with me. I tried a, I think I tried one pair on. And I wasn't sure, and he said, well, see how they feel, give them a, a go on the treadmill. I have only ever used a treadmill a, a handful of times, and that's been in hospitals. I've never actually used one in a gym. And because he, he'd asked me how what kind of distances I was running, I think he had the wrong impression. And he set the treadmill at a very fast pace, and I was struggling. I was almost wheezing Well, in fact, I think I was, but the thing is, I couldn't actually you know, I'm not a guy that grasps things very quickly and I couldn't reach to turn the treadmill off. And, uh, I wouldn't say I was panicking, but, uh, I wasn't far off. So a bit of a, a wasted, uh, journey that. And yeah, my trainers aren't looking uh, too good. I'm not sure if I want to get new running shoes. There we go. Sound of South London. I'm, uh, I'm not sure I'll Keen on getting new running shoes with the state of the park right now, but uh, I think it's going to be too much to expect these shoes to, to complete two years when I should be probably now changing them every few months. On, I think this was Wednesday, as I finished my last lap in the park, uh, I I passed this slow walker stroke, slow runner a couple of times. I couldn't work out what they were. They should have had a a sign on their back, I think, to uh, explain what they were doing. It was uh, just very... Uh, confusing saturday i went to a confirmation party wasn't allowed to go to the church because that was just immediate family and i'm glad i didn't because i was told that the actual service lasted a couple of hours i had to go to merton uh, intermittent mingling you know i went on my own i knew a few people but not that many and you know with T total it's uh as I say don't have that confidence that I might have had in the days when I could have a drink really to settle my nerves well I wouldn't I wasn't nervous but I'm just aware of my limitations and there were one or two points where I was that guy hovering trying to jump into a conversation first time around it didn't really work second time around I managed to get in but it had been left very late and I was just observing trying to wait for that right moment to uh, jump in later on I went out in the garden and uh, sat with uh, my friend and uh, some of his uh, family it was uh, it, the, the thing about being out in the gardens that's where you tend to you know get smokers at gatherings which isn't great so on on uh, Sunday morning I was feeling a, a bit of that uh, in the uh, throat my breathing was a, a bit off but uh, you know it was a it was a decent uh Decent day. My friend's uh, son made about five hundred pounds, I think, from the confirmation. I thought to myself, I've got to get confirmed again. I have been confirmed, but I'm happy to get confirmed again. That might be the easiest way for me, uh, for me to earn some money. I missed my bus on the way back, which is a big deal in Merton when there's only two buses an hour. So I had a much longer journey back. I made it on time to the bus stop. I'd done, you know, I'd done a recce. I knew what times the buses were, and I saw my single decker bus appear thing is I got distracted by a kerfuffle going on with the bus in front where a guy tried to get on without paying and the driver stood his ground and I thought he was going to thump the passenger at one point and I just completely forgot about my own bus and as I saw it just go round the double decker I thought oh I've got another I've got to wait another 30 minutes here now for this bus so I had to have a think about what I was going to do. I got on uh, a 118 bus, but I had to go into Brixton before I could get home. So it was a longer journey. And that 118 also goes all round the houses. So at the end of the day, I got out and uh, also met a friend for, for coffee on Sunday morning. So it was an unusual weekend for me. In fact, you know, in terms of uh, social activity, I think it was healthy. It's uh, got me out of my comfort zone a bit and uh, it was a fairly enjoyable day I got back yesterday uh, from coffee in the afternoon and really had a lazy afternoon making sure I I thought at one point well maybe I should just prep the show on Sunday afternoon so all I have to do is record it in the morning rather than prep it as well and I thought no the weekends the way forward is don't do anything at the weekends that's the way forward now that that's how you got to live your life switch off at the weekends Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available, episode 359. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 1607 Facebook.com forward slash DRT available. Find all my work at danielruiztyson.com. You've got the Patreon page that keeps the show alive, patreon.com forward slash DRT available if you want to and are able to support this in the show and if you can do please rate and review the podcast on apple podcasts those are the two best ways to support the show those of you continue to support it on patreon thank you uh for doing that. It is uh, appreciated and it does make a, a tiny bit of difference to being able to keep the uh well it does it is the difference in terms of keeping the show going but it you know it also helps me cover a couple of uh, bills, which is important creators and no different to the people in the real world. We need to get paid too. We still have bills to pay currently wearing six tops started off with seven dropped to two. Feeling a bit warm again, the show does get me heating up, uh, really should drop down to um, four. I've been wearing four tops on the running which might be too many so uh, it doesn't look too good out there today. I think I might try just with three tops and of course I've got the leggings which make me feel like a vigilante and, and the shorts on top of course too Uh Uh, hide my uh, modesty Uh, some local news the new co-op on Stockwell Road predictably put in on the ground floor of the latest luxury flats to spring up in South London these are are by the skateboard park they the co-op store opened towards the middle of the week last Monday prior to its opening I'd noticed one of its signs had already been tagged I'm not a graffiti guy I think most of it is just vandalism uh, that adds nothing to an area I'm not one of these people who thinks. Oh, well, that's uh, that. That brings a nice edginess to you know, in coolness to an area. It just uh, I don't buy into that. A couple of things, uh, other things I noted locally over the last week. I've got terrible tinnitus at the moment. Uh, just distracted because I can hear it coming through the uh, headphones. A couple of things that I noted locally the last week, which uh, which just didn't work for me. Visually, there was a homeless guy sleeping by a well-being van in Brixton one morning last week. That really didn't work for me. And uh, street drinkers as always gathering outside the Morby Bruff Health Centre on Wilcox Close in SW8. That is a terrible look for any health centre. I'm surprised they haven't uh, addressed that. Thursday was a busy day for me in terms of travel. I managed to do all the things I needed to do. Shopping wise, returning books to libraries, travelling to the cafe. It was... It was good to be busing it rather than taking a long walk with a heavy bag, which I think is, uh, is not helping my, um, my back at the moment. I ran into two uh, lots of big groups of infants and teachers boarding and, and coming up to the uh, upper deck, all the windows uh, closed. I am making a point of uh, ventilating when I get on a bus, so long as there's no one sat on the seat behind me when I do that because the chances are they might take issue with it because it's now cold but you know the bus uh, the, the the windows should be open I know we're in winter now but it, it is key to be ventilating these buses and and they are getting packed now in terms of uh, infants traveling on Buses, uh, you know, big classes of of infants traveling on buses. That's been happening now for a few years in London. I guess schools need to save money, and one way to do it is to limit the number of coach or school bus journeys. But it does make it uh, a fraught journey for the average passenger. From a COVID point of view, not great either. 40 kids, so that's about 80 parents. Well, it's Lambeth, so uh, make it 60 parents. That's a lot of households either way. A lot of people, a lot of potential transmission points unmasked, teachers as well not uh, good and it happened not just on one bus on uh, Thursday or Friday morning I think it was Thursday morning happened on uh, happened on two buses it was Thursday I'm pretty sure it was Thursday let me give you my nectar points now got uh, my opening balance I was in and out of Sainsbury's last week actually my opening balance was 425 so I'm doing fairly well now and can you hear my wheezing? That's the passive smoking from Saturday, and it wasn't that bad actually. There to be to be fair, there weren't that many smokers. Um, previous points balance four twenty five. Bought some blueberries, uh, the Sainsbury's blueberries. I, I had to buy some from uh, Little last week because I couldn't find them anywhere else. But uh, that's just an emergency. I bought some uh, Nivea men's cream. Uh, to buy a couple of greeting cards last week, a pound each. I, you know, I don't really like spending more than a pound on greeting cards. You know that if you're a long time listener. I have found greeting cards for 50p, but couldn't find any in Sainsbury's uh, cheaper than a pound. So I had to uh, take that hit. Um, so opening balance of 425, earned five points, uh, left with 430 points. Points are worth £2.15. Then I went into Sainsbury's again in Merton. In Morden, rather. In Merton, in the borough of Merton. And made a purchase there, which gave me two nectar points. So my closing balance this week is four three two. Um Star Wars football now. Quite a busy week actually. Star Wars football. Actually before that, let me um on the dream front not much in the way of dreams actually uh, just just one dream that I can vaguely remember that involved skinned mice not sure what that's all about I guess when every single day you're seeing mouse traps in your flat you're going to be dreaming about mice at uh, some point inevitable um, as long as it's just in the dreams uh, Star Wars football I missed out on an eBay bid for uh, a figure that has eluded me forever but it was going quite cheap would have been just a fiver, and I just thought, well, I've got to really tie to my belt here. I haven't bought any vintage action figures for some months now. I think Barada Rebels midfielder Barada was the last uh, player. He was a good purchase, but uh, yeah, disciplined, avoided the uh, avoided the eBay bidding war. Champions League quarterfinals first leg, the tie of the round. Actually Um Yeah, I gave you Tatooine and Hoth's results last week of the Champions League. Empire at home to Endor, a repeat of the Silver Age three first ever Champions League final. Empire Nil Endor 1 an own goal from Besbin Solo. No one has scored more own goals in the Silver Age than this guy. Brilliant defender captain of Empire, I think the reason he scores so many own goals is he defends quite deep and uh, I, 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 that's that's the only explanation I've been able to arrive at for his own goals, I don't know why the levels are so low today I'm just checking here what's going on um, no idea alright, just bring that down uh, ok the 10th, what day was the 10th? that might be Wednesday X-wing three, no, Cantonica one. X-wing three. I got that wrong when I wrote it down. The result it was actually Cantonica were at home in the first leg, so X-wing every chance of progressing to the semi-finals. One of the goals of the season as well from uh, Kylo Ren. Absolutely outstanding, outstanding goal. Um, volley from a cross. Trying to just see here who assisted him. It was a it was a cross from Jawa. Who uh, started the game, the X-Wing uh, veteran? So uh, X-Wing will be confident of progressing to the uh, semi-finals, where they will meet either Tatooine or let me just see, is it Zeffo? No, Mandalay. Tatooine at home in that. That's uh, that's currently goalless. The first leg, League Week Nine leaders Bespin travelled to Rebels and Skiff Lando got his second and third goal of the season for Besbin against his former club as Besbin ran out a comfortable uh, comfortable 2-0 win as Rebels didn't disgrace themselves There's clearly a lot of promise in that team but they are missing in a uh, missing a natural striker and they'll be disappointed with that home defeat Aldron and Tatooine uh, Besbin's win was bad news for them because it meant Besbin were on 17 points uh, 5 ahead of both Aldron and Tatooine who were Both in second place, Tatooine actually in second uh, by dint of goal difference. Alderaan took the lead and own goal from Zuck as his first ever own goal in Star Wars uh, football. Tatooine equalised with uh, an equaliser from uh, Jedi Luke. A couple of minutes into the second half, he'd had an absolute stinker, but he got his 10th uh, sec- uh, goal of the season, rather, and the game ended 1-1. The big winners that night, Besbin, who now have a four-point lead going into last night's uh, game. Uh, Besbin had a four-point lead over Aldron and Tatooine, but Empire have now elevated themselves to second place, jumping from fourth to second, bouncing back from the disappointment of their home defeat in the Champions League to end or They beat Death Star by two goals to nil. Death Star dominated the first 10 minutes. Then uh, Jimmy Smits scored a goal that the keeper would have been disappointed to see slip under his body. And the second goal was a stunner from Bez Binlea. There we go. You You can fill the words in on that. Right, now the mouse isn't working. Okay. All right, so uh, we've moved on from the Star Wars football results, uh, the second uh, police siren to uh, punctuate the show, and uh, we're now in the cafe. Let's head to my home now, my favourite place. Last Monday, 8th of November, I kicked off my weekend there with some good small talk with a beard, a bit of football and NBA talk, some weather talk, also with the mullet who's still wearing short sleeves. The first latte to arrive was uh, lukewarm, which was uh, disappointing. Really disappointing do like to nurse my lattes. I'm not sure if that was intentional to give me a lukewarm latte to try and speed me up. You wonder. You do wonder. A woman came in, Portuguese, middle-aged, regular stroke irregular. Not a regular at my times, but I suspect she's a regular at other times. I do see her about a lot in SW8. Distinctive misaligned uh, teeth, lower teeth that give her jawline a pitbull aspect. She came in, sat with her friend by the wall, mounted TV up above the waft-in swing saloon doors. Her friend was having a coffee and a pastry. Pitbull told Phil Collins she wasn't ordering anything. And, uh, you know, you can't build a business around me. I know that, and I'm very honest about that. Can't build a business around me with my frugal orders, but at least I do order stuff in there. I would never have the audacity to sit at a table in a cafe, take up a table, and not have anything. As. My uh, second latte arrived warmer this time, thankfully. Uh, Tricolour, though, made by Mr. Tricolour behind the counter. Two South American guys at the next table noted the arrival of my flamboyant-looking coffee, and one of them, glancing over at the visually arresting Tricolour, asked the mullet, Mocha? No, latte replied the mullet. A gimmicky one, I thought, to myself. On Wednesday, I occupied a four-seater, had an extensive NBA chat with a beard on patterns of play. I simply am unable to discern any differences, and I was curious as to whether he could, if he knew enough about basketball. And he said he did, and he said about explaining the differences in styles to me. I, I, I'm in danger here with the beard of being as I was with a kid at school who was playing American football, at a time when it was very unusual. Um, And I would start asking him about American football all the time because I didn't have anything else in common with him. Well, I didn't have American football in common with him, but it was just a way to engage with him. And at one point he said, look, you know, I don't just talk about American football. I'm wondering if I'm heading, you know, down the same road here with with a beard. That's something for me to be mindful of. Behind me, as I chatted to the beard, there were... uh, And there was a middle class English couple. They were trying to book two nights at some spa without breakfast, which I thought was frugal. There was good table waiting that day from the mullet who was serving the frugals. He saw me taking my glasses off several times as I can't see too far with them. Oh my God, Dave, will you stop with the glasses? I can't see too far with them, which I think he now knows means I'm trying to get my second latte. He came over and I was able to order that uh, second coffee, good table coverage from the mullet proactive rather than reactive not waiting for me to call him over just observing keen-eyed observing who needs serving in the afternoon uh, later that afternoon i was actually back an hour and a half later in the cafe with drum roll mickey happy birthday to podcasting's laziest man he'll love that mention let me uh full name him that that will delight him mickey boyd just pause there for a minute. Give him time to pull over on some central London street right now in his cab. Loosen it. will remove the seatbelt as his ego swells up his formidable chest. He'll make a mental timestamp of the mention so he can play it to his wife later. Hoping to get Mickey on a patron bonus show in the next few episodes. We're just trying to find a, a suitable time, which usually means suitable to him, not me. He's not the uh, most flexible of guests. We had... Uh, we had a good hour and a half in the cafe. Uh, nice to have company in there, and uh, um, he is a guy like me who does enjoy the uh, the, 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 the cafe setting. It's uh, something that uh, he, he he does enjoy. Very encouraging on the run in front as well, which of course I wouldn't be doing if it wasn't for him. And he uh, gets into my head when I'm being a bit hard on myself. Uh, perhaps on on the running Thursday afternoon I'm hoping that's enough mentions for Mickey this week he'll he'll feed back to me on that Thursday afternoon I had some slightly stale toast pre-existing toast crumbs on the four-seater table which I didn't want to be blamed for so when I left I cleaned the table myself there was a a Chinese guy with a very well-to-do middle-aged white guy sat behind me and the white guy kept talking about his new swimming pool that he's had built. The Chinese man mentioned he'd spent two weeks sleeping in a Z bed. Big deal, I thought to myself. Try 11 years, still taking painkillers for the back, wrecked by such a bad bed. Already got two ibuprofen in me this morning. A weird moment heading into the cafe on Friday. I was thrown by a woman on the lower deck of the bus, masked up, but she had the same aspect and hair colouring as my mum. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say I was shaken. It was just visually arresting. Stopped me in my tracks. Not the first time it's happened, but it's, you know, maybe happened two or three times over the years. She got off at the same stop as me. I watched her walking off as I... Peeled, uh, peeled a banana, trying to go for the three-way peel again, only managed a two. It's just to suppress any stump, uh, stomach rumbles when I'm in the cafe. So I, I was having a banana on South Lambeth Road, just watching her walk ahead of me, and she was taller than my mum. But, uh, yeah, unusual moment uh, through me. Had to uh, compose myself and finish the banana, you know. So composing and banana finishing, but, uh, yeah... Strange one. Went into the cafe once the heart rate had uh, slowed down. Was in the cafe first thing on Saturday morning too. Phil Collins was just opening up, ushered me in, first one in. Nabbed, not mixed table and the heating. No coat hangers these days in the cafe, COVID-related, no doubt, and I've noticed my winter coat scraping the tiled floor when I leave it on the back of a chair. Something to be uh, to keep in mind Uh, today when I'm in there. I'm not sure what else I can do because it's such a a big coat. I ordered some Portuguese toast. If you go in on a Saturday morning, if you make that effort to forego sleep as I do to get there for an early morning writing session, which is so valuable to me on on a Saturday, it's just it's probably the best writing session of the week. If you're going in there on a Saturday morning, you have to have some breakfast. Phil Collins is tight with the toast. I'm not saying because they make you. I'm just saying for me, it's such a, you know, you're giving up your Saturday morning to go there, have some breakfast. You know, it's a, it's a different, it's different to the weekday. Phil Collins is tight with a toast. Seb K was running late. He usually knows I'm hungry and is very generous with a toast. Lesson learned there. Next time, don't order the toast on a Saturday morning unless uh, Seb K is there. Though I have to say, Phil's latte was quality. She does make a very good coffee, but you have to go there first thing in the morning for her to be making them. But she is one of uh, one of SW8's greatest coffee makers and by extension, one of London's finest coffee makers. Not Mick arrived at 08.17 hours, took the four-seater by the waft in swing saloon doors, took his laptop out of the laptop box that he always travels with, not long after there was this um stepping into the cafe was this uh, Portuguese male pensioner with a hacking cough that spooked one woman sat nearby enough it spooked her enough for her to make uh, a switch of tables as she tucked into a, a rice cake. Another young middle class couple arrived with their toddler stroke royalty. The woman ordered a veggie coffee and told Phil, if you have tea calf, that'll be amazing." I felt myself pulling a facial as I heard that. People use an amazing for something that isn't amazing. To be put in some correction centre. Amazing is an alien abduction. Amazing is being able to fly or breaking some personal best when you've come from a long way back on something. Whatever, waffling, waffling. Hygiene fail of the week. A regular arrived, placed his face mask internal side down on the table which hadn't been wiped. How clever. Was that also notable on Saturday morning, the lankiest guy ever to arrive in the cafe. Two attractive sisters, uh, late 20s maybe, their dad, the two boyfriends. The lanky guy didn't carry his height well. He was very hunched, really hunched. And he wasn't a skinny guy, he was lanky, but he was quite, uh, fairly wide as well. He was last to arrive, found it difficult to get into a conversation Sitting at the side of the table, he ended up swapping seats with his prospective father-in-law so he could be more comfortable. Grinning at everything the potential father-in-law was saying, because that's what you do when you're seeing someone's daughter. You want to impress the big man. He's he's the key, really. The Egg Royale, by the way, seemed to be very uh, popular, the most popular breakfast order on Saturday. That brings us to an end of this week's uh, Trips to the Café. And almost to the end of the show, but not before I give you my internet searches uh, for this week. Do remember that uh, you can send yours in to uh, DRT available at uh, westegg1607.co.uk. Okay, my searches this week include 201, the Pixies, here comes your man. Which one was Benny in ABBA? Morden Station? Were ABBA big in the States? COVID News? ASICs? Let loose, crazy, big summer of '94 song. My greatest and uh, yeah, my greatest and saddest summer. Both. I, I remember most of the songs from that summer. I just uh, that that summer is one I'll never forget. Zarelli sign, lichen planus, lichen sclerosis. A few dermatology searches there. Brooks levitate, and that is it. That is the end of this week's show. Now it's time for you to get those shoulders back. Keep on walking towards the sun. Keep washing those hands. Keep ventilating too. And Daniel Ruiz Tyson, and this start of the week, I have been available.